Welcome back to the Agitators Asylum. I'm AJ, the Agitated One. Still season two. This is episode eight. I'm going to do something a little different for y'all. The name of this episode is Aftershock. Yeah. Agitators Asylum. Aftershock. The only boss I ever spoke is to let y'all know everything I say is real. And it's sad when the doctor don't listen when you ill. That's a black mother's and baby's life you steal. That is a part of life no parents should feel. Ill. Listen to how I release my pain to heal. Yeah, yeah, that was my little attempt at, you know, spin some balls, but I, I, overall, I hope you get the message, man, and, um, today is a, uh, sad day, but definitely, um, a, uh, this is gonna be dedicated to the, to my son, to, to me and, uh, Tiny's, uh, firstborn, Noah Mason Jones, um, who we lost uh, during the pregnancy, December 14th, uh, 2013. So this is dedicated to him. Um, I just recently watched this documentary on Hulu, and I suggest you go watch it, man. It's called Aftershock. So that's what this episode is named after. And I'm gonna, and it mostly talks about black women who are not heard in the medical field, I mean, you know, who are, who go to the doctor, who go to the hospital, and, and the medical professionals don't listen to them. You know, stereotypically, um, society says the black woman is the loudest, but yet they are the most unheard being on planet Earth. People will literally try to interpret what a dog is barking about before they acknowledge a woman in a in a medical setting or, or you know a, a hospital or urgent care you know <clears throat> I'm like why I'm telling you what's wrong you know I have two books in front of me right now one is called the killing or killing the black body race reproduction and the meaning of liberty is by Dorothy Roberts and the other book, which I'm hoping to start reading soon, is Medical Apartheid, The Dark History of Medical Experimentation on Black Americans from Colonial Times to the Present. So, of course, you guys probably have heard before that, that um, they used to experiment on black people and they used to say, oh, black people don't, they don't feel pain, even though the women were screaming when they're making these observations or they're making these comments, when they're writing this down and documenting this, the experiments they're doing on them, they're screaming in pain. But you say they have no pain. And, you know, people, some doctors, I mean, I don't know if they assume black all black people have a addictive um, 
or an addiction to pain medication. So if I say I'm in pain, you don't want to give me medicine because you think I'm going to become an addict or you think I'm not really in pain. I'm trying to get some Percocet. I'm trying to get some uh, morphine. I'm trying to get something because I'm an addict. Or you don't want to listen to me because you've been trained not to listen to me. And I know that's not true, you know, everywhere. But it happens often. And the reason I'm touching on this topic because I'm blessed. Because if you watch Aftershock, those men lost their wives because no one would listen to them. And if they had listened to them, they could have saved them. But we lost our child. My wife, if I'm not mistaken, had uh, preeclampsia. She was swelling in the night that we lost our child. My wife wasn't feeling a lot of movement that day while she was at work. She normally feels Noah. She normally felt Noah in the womb. She wasn't feeling him as much, so she knew something wasn't right. And then that night, and she told me, and we listened to the heartbeat with the monitor that we had, and we still have it. We don't use it, but we still have it. And we listened to his heartbeat. We know something didn't sound right, but we we thought maybe first time being pregnant, we don't really know. Maybe he's he's moving. Because, you know, a lot of times he didn't like the monitor. So he wouldn't move. So if he's moving, it's going to sound weird. So we went to sleep late a couple, uh, not too long later, she woke up and she went to the bathroom and she was bleeding. And uh, um, placenta had a, um, abrupted, I, I believe that's the term, or it had um, uh, came, you know, broken off from the uterine wall. It wasn't, it was, it was, it wasn't com de uh, completely detached. I think it was still hold barely holding on. But we were losing him. But we called the doctor and asked. It was a um, And we asked her, should we, you know, what's going on? And she said, no, you're probably fine. And, uh, and unfortunately, it was a white female doctor. And we, and we actually had a team of doctors. And we had, like, two black doctors and a, and a few white doctors. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not just putting this on, you know, all on race. But it was our first time being pregnant. My wife, you know, stressed her concerns. She's not feeling, something's not feeling right. She, you know, we called a doctor for, you know, to feel better about it or say, hey, get to the doctor. By this time we're calling, I think it's already too late. But when we go into these doctor's appointments, somebody should have said, hey, you need to be extra careful because of your condition, your swelling, your, you know. So, I mean, just, you know, and it happens. And I know what happens to so many people. It has happened to so many people. Since we lost our child, we knew what happened before us. They, had, they, got a, they have a whole floor at the hospital, and we went Rex off of, um, uh, in, in Raleigh. And, and they have a whole floor dedicated to that, or a whole section dedicated to that people losing their child. Before we lost our child, we were in the doctor's office with a nurse or whatever she was, and the, ne the people next door, the lady next door was, was crying, screaming, because she just found out she lost her child. That nurse, or whatever she was, had the audacity to say, oh, that situation over there is not good. Why are you telling us that? We can hear it, but we don't need to know what's going on. That's none of our business. And then it happened to us. So I'm, I'm so glad that I have my wife. But 
We had three more children after that. And the only vaginal child we had was Noah because he wasn't, it was only six months. So he wasn't full, you know, of course he wasn't full term and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't ready to come out and he was small enough that she was able to have him. But our next three children, my wife had to get cut all three times because she wouldn't dilate. And that happens to a lot of women as well. But we and we and we said we wanted to try to have a vaginal birth. Of course, with Trey, he's you know he came next, and we were going to try. wasn't working. So I said, you know they said, hey, we're going to have to get him out. I said, yeah, go ahead. With Nick, she wanted to try again because it is possible, unlikely most of the time. At least that's what they say. But it is possible to have a vaginal birth after you have a C-section. But with Nick, they kept pushing. That, that, that medicine to make her, you know, um, they had to try to make her dilate and have contractions. And those contractions, she, every time the lady pushed that medication, it was squeezing Nick, which caused him to, uh, to, to, defec to defecate. And he ended up getting, you know, swallowing some of it. And it kept causing my wife pain because every time that medicine, as soon as she pushed and that medicine kicked in, tiny, yelled out or she you know she started moaning because she felt it um she and i didn't know what like i said we still new to this i mean well we're just, this is our third time actually but we're trying something and that they, they were just giving her too much medication that means he's getting too much medication so trying to trust the healthcare system you know, you you get lost sometimes, and and you know, it's not always their fault. I'm not trying to blame the whole thing on them. I'm just saying that at some point they should know better. They should say, hey, this is not gonna happen. We need to get the baby out, cause cause Nick ended up in the NICU, and when Reagan came, of course we knew we were gonna have a C-section. Tiny's blood pressure went up again. She had to go to the doctor. No, she was at the doctor appointment or something. And her blood pressure went up. And they said, oh, you need to go to the emergency room. So luckily, she was able to leave the hospital and drive herself to the emergency room. I'm at work. They said, hey, AJ, you need to. I told them what was going on. They said, you need to leave right now. I said, nah, she has to get to the hospital. They said, should she be driving? I said, yeah, I think she can drive. And she, I think she might have came home, got some clothes. She went to the hospital. When I and I and I told him I said okay I need to leave because I had to go get the kids from daycare I had to call my parents and say hey can you come get you know watch the kids they came they watched the kids I went to the hospital as soon as I got there the doctor walked in a few minutes later he said we ready to have this baby she said no I said yes we are I said get her out of there because first of all it's my first girl and I said but it's I don't I didn't care what it was boy girl whatever I said get her out of there we're not doing this again yeah go ahead and cut her. This is it. And I said, when you're done, we're going to wrap this up. Wrap, wrap it up. And Tiny, I wouldn't let Tiny talk a lot. I um, I, I was uh, not at all the doctor's appointments because I had to work sometimes uh, when she had doctor's appointments. And I said, yeah. I said, this time for our baby to come out, we're not having any more kids. I'm not going to put you through this anymore because I'm not even going to go. I mean, when Nick was born, that was the scariest uh, other than, you know, of course, losing Noah. But when Nick was born, that was scary because, like I said, it they, they said, oh, it's only like a 20, 30-minute process. We'll be right back. And I'm looking down the hallway. Every time I heard a door open in the hallway we were in, I kept pacing. I'm pacing. I, it's not them. And I kept looking. And finally, a nurse came down, and she made a stupid comment. 
um, called my son a diva. Someone said, oh, he's just having a diva moment. No, lady, he swallowed. When I finally found out, I'm looking at her like he swallowed feces. And he's in the NICU. How's he being a diva? Like, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you're making stupid comments. You're giving my wife too much um, Medicaid. You're giving her too much, trying to make her dilate. Trying, it's not working. After the first couple of times, I'm like, hey, we shouldn't have been doing it anyway, but we, we want, she wanted to try. Because I know it's easier for a woman to recover if she has a, um, a vaginal birth. Now, I'm not saying in every situation, but I know it's easier than getting cut to recover. So she got cut three times. Now, each time... She was actually able to recover a little bit quicker because she was like kind of they they they, they kind of did a good job honestly at, at staying in the cutting the same spot you know which like I said is unfortunate to get cut but um and my wife is tough man you know after she had Trey I mean she she was in and she was getting a master's degree she had to go back to school within like a couple of days later she had to go back to, you know start back doing schoolwork so and and then still deal with Trey and deal with me and I took off but I mean the the strength of a woman. And like I said, I'm giving the health because my wife is a healthcare professional. She works in a hospital. So I'm giving, and it's not just because of her. I love all professions because we need them to run this world. We need everything. But, um, and I know, like I say, the same thing they say about officers, the same thing they say about, you know, whoever, teachers and whatever. It's good ones and they bad ones. You have some healthcare professionals that love their job, they love people, and they want to help. But everybody makes mistakes. But I know some people just don't listen. And black women are the most unheard people. It is sad. If she says something is wrong, listen to her. Do the test. Run the test. Listen. Examine. Make sure if she has a complaint and you don't think it's valid, it's her insurance. If she has insurance, run the test. Do what she needs to do. Don't put her in danger. Tell her if she wants another doctor, get her another doctor. We shouldn't have to do that, though. You should listen to us. You should listen to them. They know their bodies. And so, uh, man, like I said, go watch Aftershock. Um, I, I, I know I'm hoping some people that I know have been through this listen. Like I said, you learn about so many people that it happens to. It happened, I mean, it happened to a lot of people close to me. Some I did know about, and a lot of them I had no idea. No idea. And some people happened to before us, and, and like I said, I hadn't been through, and I didn't know. Because some of my family members, unfortunately, and I, and I want to apologize, I don't keep in touch with you enough. Because if I did, I would know what's going on in your life. And when it happened to us, I wasn't expecting everybody to be knocking down our door and you know, and being there for us, and you know what I'm saying. I, I we had the love in 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 the because when we lost Noah, my parents had just got to, I think Miami or somewhere in Florida, and I didn't call them that night. I called them the next day because they had just got there, and I felt bad because I knew they were gonna turn around and come back, and they did, you know. So, and, and they were they were about to have a good time, but you know they they my, you know my parents and you know. Um, they, they came back. You know, and it's hard. And it's still hard. December 14th is still hard. Uh, my wife deals with it around this time. It's a hard time for her. You know, and then two days later is my birthday. So, you know, since sometimes 
I I normally am okay, but I have my moments like right now I'm I'm having a hard time saying his name and and and, and talking about that specific event. It, it, I'm having a hard time with it because if I talk about it or play a certain song, because different things trigger me. I'm not normally a crying person, but every now and then I have to cry. Most time I'm by myself, and I have to get it out sometimes. And a lot of times it's about no. Sometimes it's just about life. I had to get it out sometimes. And it's, it's certain things that trigger it. And most of the time, I'm by myself. Um, I don't. It don't happen in front of people. And um, I sometimes you think, man, something wrong with me, man. Like I'm not very a really emotional person. But you know, losing Noah was definitely an emotional night. Um, I, I I just I just don't want that to happen to anybody else. And like I said, if you watch Aftershock, man, they 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 have these. You know, of course. Um, programs and they they have these um, associations that you can follow and you can be a part and you know they got a lot of activists that's um, that's you know really deep into it and it's a lot of people that it happened to the parents that lost their ch- that lost their children you know that when they were about to be you know their grandparents now and you know the the actual spouses and then the children that never get to know their mother. So, and um, and I, like I said, I know every every situation is not the same. But one thing that should be universal is that when a person has an issue, and I don't care what color they are, but I'm definitely speaking for my my black women, listen or people of color. Period. Listen to them, please. Listen to anybody that say they have an issue. But please just listen. Whether they got insurance or not, listen to their concerns. And address them properly, appropriately. This is AJ, the Agitated One. And this is the Agitators Asylum, Season 2, Episode 8. Thank you for listening. And I hope you got something from this.